Welcome to the Rainbows and Raid podcast for early interventionists. My name is Erica Bowen, and I'm an early childhood special education teacher in Minnesota serving children with disabilities and their families from birth to age three. Listen to my stories of visits and practices from the field. Join me in my reflection as I work to empower caregivers to help their children learn and grow through everyday learning opportunities. We cannot grow without the rain, and through the rain, we say our efforts pay off. In another word, the rainbows. For both our families we service and the professional growth we continue to strive for in our practice, hear how I struggle, succeed, and find humor in it all. Welcome to episode 17 of the R&R podcast, and I want to share that I have started a website as a collection of resources for people interested in just learning more about where I get my content or what I've read or what I've used to kind of help me Um, grow and expand my practice as an early interventionist and on visits and working to coach and support parents and caregivers. So I will be linking it in the episode description from now on. Uh, So you can find that hyperlink in the episode description, starting with this episode, episode 17. So again, it's a really simple site right now. Um, And it's just kind of, it has digital resources laid out with lots of videos, the EI on the fly podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, Blogs, websites, other things are on there too. Uh, There's also a tab for resources, which is just your your typical print resources. So there's a couple books, of course, that I highly recommend. Pause and Reflect, Your Guide to a Deeper Understanding of Early Intervention Practice. That is by Dana Childress. And that was, that just came out last year. Uh, in 2021. Um, The Coaching Handbook by Russian Sheldon, that came out with a second edition. So if you're familiar with the first edition, the second edition is just as good, has a lot of the same stuff in it, but it now has more scenarios and kind of scripts to kind of show you what this interaction style looks like when you actually put it into practice. So, and there are lots of other little print research articles from a variety of resources that I have either received in training or I have found in, found in my own research when it comes to coaching. Uh, so I will start linking that Google site in the um episode descriptions. Uh, I also have kind of checklists on there. There's a tab for checklists and joint planning, uh, family-guided routines-based intervention. So a lot of just resources for you guys to look at. Um, There's something called the toolbox, and that's just, uh, you can see what I use as far as a visit note, an after-visit visit visit note. Um, But there are other things on there too, like the FGRBI website has a great intro letter for families on 
explaining what early intervention is. So that's, that's kind of cool too. So that is all under what's called the toolbox under the joint planning tab. Uh, there's also a really good article um, handout if you are looking to move away from the traditional or kind of dated practice of the toy bag and kind of getting up and off the floor with your families. There's a great tip sheet on that as well. So check it out. I will I will link it in the episode description. So I have referenced this before, but I'm currently reading that book, Dana Childress's book, uh, Pause and Reflect, in a book study that I'm in with a group of uh, team members I work with. And through that book, I've sort of stumbled upon something I don't know a lot about and I want to learn more about, and that's these adult learning strategies that she outlines in one of her books. And I found a little bit more information on what adult learning strategies are. And you can also find a tab on the Google site called Adult Learning. And if you click on that, it will bring up some of these resources. Uh, I think Brooks Publishing, well, I know Brooks, Brooks Publishing had one of their coffee chats uh, dedicated to uh, adult learning strategies, and and she she hosted one of those coffee chats. Uh, if you're not familiar with Brooks Publishing, they publish a lot of um, materials for colleges and universities and research and things like that. So um, check it out. They they have a lot of good things on their website too. So, but I want to get back to this idea about adult learning because I feel like a lot of us know what coaching is. We know what the five components are. We know what it looks like or what it's supposed to look like. We we know what each, we know what feedback is. We know what joint planning is. We know what practices. But I think the biggest part to all of this is how do you actually do it? And that was sort of the start of my podcast was hearing from me and hearing from you guys on how do you do it? So this is how I'm doing it. How do you guys do it? Because, you know, I just need to learn more to learn more and do better like we all want to do. So I found this Um, She has a newer document that has six adult learning strategies. I can't remember how many her her book lays out, probably six. Um, There's this great infographic on, she lists five, so maybe that one's a little bit more dated. But I've found myself in a couple of visits where if I knew more about where the parents' strengths came from or what their experience is in a particular um, topic, I feel like I would have had a better knowledge on how to help them. So for example, I'm working with this little girl um, with a lot of needs, um, motor needs, communication needs. I mean, globally, just developmentally very low. Um, And she's over three, she just turned three. 
And as I was talking and listening to dad talk about, you know, we were talking about communication strategies. Can she make a choice? Can she tell you what he want? Can she tell you what she wants by a gesture um, or by reaching or whatever? Um, it was one of my first visits with dad to mom. It's tip- They're typically with mom. Um, but it was my first time meeting dad and having a visit with dad. And as I listened to him talk, he was talking about very discreet trial things, you know, for, so for example, he was like, yep, she can make a choice if I offer her a choice of two, but I wonder if she can remember where, where the one she wants. So for example, he wanted to try this where he offered her a choice of two things in, in her, in his hands for something to eat while she was in her high chair. So let's say it's a cookie or a cracker. Um, So he's got one cookie and he's got one cracker and he says she can make a choice like point reach for the one she wants. He wants to know if he can hide the preferred object and see if she can remember where it is. So hide it in his hand or like hide it under a cup or something like that. And I thought that was very number one, just a very unusual strategy to come up with, but also a very smart strategy to come up with to kind of work on those cognitive skills and those memory skills. So it really got me thinking like, what does this guy do? Um, Because that's a really interesting thing he just came up with. And so I finally just asked him, I said, are you a teacher or, or what, what what's your background? What do you do? Because that's a very interesting idea that you just came up with. And he said, well, I'm a software engineer. And as I got to thinking, like, of course, you're a software engineer, um, because all of that is very like step by step, you know, processes, you know, to, you know, I'm not a software engineer, so I don't know all of that stuff. But I'm assuming it involves a lot of like, steps and processes to accomplishing specific tasks. So that's where he was kind of approaching his daughter with was, okay, you can do this. So what would be the next thing you could do? And can you, can you now do this? Can you remember? Can you recall? Um, Can, if you can't, if, even if you can't see it. So it made me go, it made me think about adult learning again and wanting to revisit that topic. So these two handouts I'm going to talk about, they are linked in on my Google site. So I'm just going to go through go through some of these and it has sort of like a a check yourself. Uh, so let's take a look at some of these. So adult learning principles or adult learning strategies. Um, I think that word's used interchangeably. But adults learn best when what is being learned is immediately relevant and useful to them. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So then it has some kind of self-check questions here. So are you finding out and addressing the family's priorities and interests? Do the IFSP outcomes reflect those priorities and interests? And hopefully you answer those questions. Yes. Um, But it also asks, or do outcomes and activities during visits focus on missed skills and milestones? And that got me thinking. Because as a teacher, 
I think I do focus on some of those missed skills and milestones. I definitely do want to pull from family priorities and interests. Um, But, you know, I just sometimes wonder, am I really focusing on something they want to do? Or is it something I've kind of convinced them that they need to work on this for whatever reason? So that's number one. Uh, number two, adults learn best when new knowledge is built on prior knowledge. Well, that makes a lot of sense too. So here's the questions. Are you asking families what they already know and what they have already tried? I am asking families what they have tried. I That's definitely something I ha- make a very conscious effort to asking about. But I don't know if I'm always asking what they already know. So I find this happens a lot when you start talking with families about sensory and sensory processing and all of those things. So I've started to kind of slowly ask questions like, tell me what you know about sensory or what what do you what do you think of when you hear the term sensory processing? Um, so really trying to find out what do they know about a certain area or you know knowledge base. Um, here's another question. Are you building your intervention visit on what family members already know? And I'm not sure that I am. So I don't know how how to do that exactly. You know, how to gather information on what they know. I mean, of so I just you know, for example, with the the example with the dad and the daughter, I don't know how I would have known that had I just not kind of picked up on it in conversation. Um, do you share ideas or strategies before asking the family what they know? Uh, I do always try and ask them what they've tried. Uh, I don't always ask them what they know about certain ideas or strategies. Um, and things like that. So I'm not going to go through this word for word, but I just think it's kind of fun to point out some of these. So adults learn best through actively participating and practicing what they are learning. And I think that's a given, right? So when families are engaged in that practice, um, they are the ones doing the learning and gaining the confidence to do what they need to do. So, and I think, I know I do that on visits or that's always my goal. I feel like though, sometimes when you're first starting out with the family, they're kind of looking at you like, well, it's, you know, come on, do the magic. Where is it? What do you got? And it's kind of this awkward, almost like first date feeling like they're trying to figure me out and I'm trying to figure them out. And it takes a little while for the ball to kind of get rolling. But I do always try and kind of transfer um, the practice or the thing that I'm modeling to the parent or the caregiver, or I might do it in the moment and then turn to them and say, how would this look for you in another routine or in another activity? And 
do you want to try it or something like that? So I do think practice is key for sure. And that's like for us too, like the more I practice my skills on visits, you know, my reflection, questioning strategies, or the more specific feedback I'm getting, giving families, the more I practice, I feel the, the more confident I get as well. Um, adults learn and remember when what they are learning is practiced in context and in real time. So not just, so this is kind of like tagging on to the previous one. So not only do you have to do it, but you have to do it in context and in real time, which obviously some routines we can't always do, right? Like we can't always be there for bedtime and things like that. Um, but we can be there for nap time uh, and different things like that. So it just kind of talks about uh, are your visits scheduled around real routines and activities that belong to the family? Are you helping the family practice strategies with the child during the real time routine? Um, so like mealtime, snack time, feeding, I feel like those are really kind of easy things to kind of schedule visits around and kind of prioritize, or hopefully most of us are doing that. I think it would be really awkward if all of a sudden you wanted to practice a strategy at mealtime and it wasn't actually mealtime. That would feel very kind of, um, unnatural to me. Uh, so that kind of thing. It does also talk about getting off the living room floor. So I talked about this in a previous episode when I talked about the, you know, breaking free from the bag, from the toy bag, but there's also something to be said about breaking free from the living room floor. Um, because, you know, early intervention doesn't just happen on the floor. It happens all around the home. And if you're uncomfortable moving around the home, I would just start by taking small steps, you know, like again, following the caregiver where the caregiver goes when you initially get into the visit, um, asking permission. So for example, if they are describing a scenario in the, in the basement playroom or in the child's bedroom, um, where they usually get X, Y, and Z or where they normally do their dressing routine. Ask if you can, if you both can go there. Like, would it be okay if I see it? Would it be okay if I saw you do that in the room? Or could we go look at that? So I've never had a parent say no yet. Um, but just asking permission to do that. And um, more, all they all are happily willing to do that. But again, just you know, asking that question or like the bathroom, if you're working on potty training and, you know, they're having a hard time with X, Y, and Z, it's like, well, let's go explore. What does your bathroom look like? What does, what, what are you having them sit on? What's, you know, it's hard to help families problem solve something if you aren't in the place where the problem is occurring. So I'll say that. Okay. Uh, the fifth one she has on this sheet is adults learn and remember best when they receive feedback and reflect on their learning and performance. 
that is really key too. So I, some parents need a lot of praise. Um, and some parents really need to think about, um, how something went. I had a mom, we, I recently did a visit to Costco with, um, cause she's having such a hard time keeping her son in the cart. She really wants him in the cart for a variety of reasons. Um, and really wanted to practice this. And we, tried to problem solve some things and come up with some strategies. And then finally it was like, maybe we should just do this. So we did. And after it was quick Costco, Costco trip, it was, it was a great visit actually. And I thought it went really well. Um, however, like her reflecting back to me and me asking how, you know, it really, and honestly, it doesn't matter how well I thought it went. What, what mattered was how well she thought it went. So asking her those questions, like, how do you feel that went? Like on the scale of one being a total disaster to 10 being very successful. Personally, I would have rated it an eight. It was almost near perfect. Um, but she was more like a five. She's, she rated it a five. And she also said, had you not been there to support and encourage and give me feedback during the trip, I would have taken him out of the cart. So um, I thought that was really interesting to think about. And as I go back to these adult learning principles or adult learning strategies, it's making me feel like this is how you coach. This is how you get it done. So there's the what to coaching and there's the how to coaching. And I feel like this is really um, starting to make make more sense to me and making me feel more confident in my practice. I'm just looking at this uh, newer handout she has because it has one other adult learning principle on there. So the the one I just read has five, but this newer one has six. Uh, all of the principles are the same, except she's added this one. And it says, parents learn best when they understand what they are learning, why it is important, and how they're going to use that. And she has some very specific strategies on how to how to address that. So for example, be specific when suggesting a strategy by explaining what it is and why you want to try it or how it connects to the ultimate goal. Let the parent decide which strategy to try. So of the few that you're suggesting um, and use descriptive language when explaining how the strategy could be used. Um, so I think that's, that's really important too. So again, both these handouts are linked in my Google site. I will link it in the um, in the episode description, but yeah, adult learning principles and, and strategies to kind of incorporate those into more of my visits. It's definitely a new goal of mine to learn more about and start using and trying to figure out a way to kind of assess my parents' knowledge base, um, on certain areas of development or even not even development, but just of like where they come from. I think back to just my last episode in what's changed with the mom who related what I was talking about to what she knew with her work with puppies. And I just, 
And I knew that about her. I knew she had that experience and that knowledge, but it was something I didn't keep in the front of my mind. It's not something I relied on as a tool or something I could even use in my visits. But when she mentioned that, you'll have to go back to the episode to to kind of hear what I'm talking about. But when she drew on that experience, that past experience, and was able to connect it to what she was doing now with her kids, I literally saw the light bulb go off above her head. Um, and my light bulb went off for a totally different reason. But um, I was like, I need to learn more about this. So I encourage you guys too. what do you need to know more about? What do you need to learn more about? And how can you get access to that information so you can feel more confident and more um, comfortable in your visits and and engaging caregivers and engaging families and having them do the work you know they can do. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rainbows and Rain. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or any feedback for the podcast, please email that to me at ericabo 80 at gmail.com. That's E-R-I-K-A-B-O-8-0 at gmail.com.